Hello, I am your host Shane, and welcome to another episode of Case Closed, the show where together you and I go through the life and crimes of serial killers. Last time we talked about Bonnie and Clyde and their exploits across the South. In this episode, we will be covering the life of the Ogress of Reading, the baby farmer of Victorian England, Amelia Dyer. Born in Bristol, England in 1836, Amelia Elizabeth Hobley was the youngest of five children. Her father was a master shoemaker, and her mother suffered from mental illness. As Amelia grew up, she had to deal with a younger sister and an older sister dying during her youth. She also had to watch her mother descend further and further into spells of rage and violence from her mental illness called typhus. She was charged to care for her mother until her death in 1848 when Amelia was just 12. Shortly after her mother's death, Amelia moved to Bristol to live with her aunt, where she lived for a while before becoming an apprentice corset maker. In 1856, Amelia's father died, and her eldest brother Thomas inherited the shoe business. A few years later, Amelia became permanently estranged from at least one of her siblings. In 1861, Amelia met and married her first husband, George Thomas. She was 24 years old and he was 59. To close this age gap and hide it from the public, they both lied on their marriage certificate, claiming that George was 48 and Amelia was 30. They had one child together. Shortly after their marriage, Amelia began training to become a nurse, hoping her mom through mental illness had inspired her to continue to help people. Through a contact who was a midwife, Amelia learned of an easier and more lucrative way to make money. In 1834, a law had been passed that removed any financial obligation from men who sired children illegitimately, forcing the entire burden upon the mother. Amelia opened up her home to these women as lodgings while they were pregnant, or would take their babies once born and adopt them out. Amelia would take payments either up front or work out some sort of payment plan with girls and would care for them and their baby. But Amelia discovered a way to make the money she was making last longer and stretch further. She would simply let the baby starve and die from neglect. This was a much more cost-effective way of handling the situation. Though Amelia wasn't the only person or the last person to practice this method, she did it on such a grand scale that it is baffling. If she had several babies all crying at once, she would go through and give each of the children a syrup that was 10% opium to quiet them down. A side effect from the opiate was a loss of appetite, and the babies would die quietly. But opium overdose killed far more babies than starvation. Coroners would often write these deaths as simply debility from birth or lack of breast milk. Mothers who came to check on their baby's welfare only to find them dead were either too scared or too embarrassed to go to the police about it. Several times when a mother would come back in a better situation financially to reclaim her baby, Amelia would send them home with a different child entirely due to the fact that the baby they had come to pick up was already dead. Though Amelia didn't start these malpractices right away, in 1869 her husband George died and she needed to supplement her income. What better way than baby farming? In 1872, Amelia Thomas became Amelia Dyer when she married her second husband, William Dyer, with whom Amelia had two children. Around this time, Amelia began abusing alcohol and opiates, which can have severe mental side effects. 
It's believed that this addiction, paired with her mother's history of mental illness, could have helped fuel Dyer's murderous tendencies. At some point in her baby farming career, Dyer decided it wasn't worth the inconvenience and extra expense to sedate and starve the children. Shortly after she would receive the baby, she would strangle it with a piece of ribbon, later admitting to this with this statement, The ones that I've been found with white tape around their necks. That's how you could tell which ones are mine. In strangling babies, Amelia was able to pocket the full fee for the baby, instead of having to spend it on supplies. She would also take any of the nice clothes that were given to her along with the babies and sell them secondhand. In 1879, about seven years after she had begun farming, Amelia was caught. She was not, however, convicted of murder or manslaughter, but was instead sentenced to six months of hard labor for neglect. Once she was released, Amelia went back to baby farming but tried to cover it up by also pursuing her nursing career. She claimed that the six months hard labor nearly destroyed her mentally and was in and out of mental hospitals due to instability and suicidal tendencies. But these trips to the sanitarium often coincided with times where it would be really convenient for her to disappear and lie low for a while. In 1890, Amelia was given care for the illegitimate child of a governess. When she came to check on her baby, she became suspicious at once and stripped the baby to locate his birthmark. It was not there. This paired with the prolonged suspicions by the police led Dyer to either feign or have a real breakdown, and at one point she even drank two bottles of laudanum, the opium-based syrup that she had been giving to children, in a serious attempt at suicide. But her prolonged abuse of opiates had built up her tolerance and she survived. Nothing became of the suspicions from the governess, and after her recovery, Amelia got right back to baby farming. Though, she now realized the folly of involving doctors to obtain death certificates, and she began disposing of the bodies herself by throwing the corpses into bodies of water. Her history and recent behavior once again prompted suspicion from police, so Amelia, time and time again, moved her family around from town to town to avoid being caught. During all of this, Dyer was in and out of mental institutions as well. In 1893, Amelia was released for the last time from a mental hospital. This committal had been most disagreeable for Amelia and she never committed herself again. In 1896, a popular barmaid named Evelina had an illegitimate child and put an ad in the paper looking for someone to care for her. Amelia Dyer responded a couple days later under the name of Mrs. Harding. She wrote that her and her husband would love to have a baby girl as they were not able to have the child of their own. Evelina and Miss Harding wrote back and forth a few times and made an agreement. Evelina was a little startled by Miss Harding's advanced age and stocky appearance, but she was very loving and kind, so Evelina paid the woman the fee and gave her a box of clothes with the baby. When Miss Harding returned home, she wrote the barmaid one last letter saying that they made it home and everything was alright. Quickly after returning home, Amelia wound a piece of white tape used for dressmaking around the baby's throat and tied a knot, suffocating the child. Amelia enjoyed watching the babies die as they had the tape tied around them, as it was not an immediate death. Amelia used the money to pay her landlord the rent and also gifted a pair of the baby's shoes to the landlord for her granddaughter. 
The next day, Amelia received a 13-month-old boy. Dyer did not have enough tape to kill the boy, so she untied it from Evelina's daughter's neck and used it on the boy. On March 30th, 1896, a package was found floating on the River Thames. It was the body of a baby girl who was easily linked to Amelia by a faint name and address being found on the cloth she had dumped the girl in. She had not properly awaited the body before dumping it. Police quickly found Dyer, and in her house they found receipts for transactions of babies and clothes as well as letters from Amelia about raising children. There's only been three confirmed deaths linked to Amelia Dyer, and she was only charged with one murder. But at the time of her capture, police calculated a possible 20 murders in just three months, and modern speculation is that she is responsible for the deaths of anywhere from 200 to more than 400 babies during her farming years. It took the jury only four and a half minutes to find Amelia Dyer guilty, and she was sentenced to death. Three weeks later, on June 10th, 1896, Amelia was hanged for her crimes. There is some speculation that Amelia Dyer was in fact Jack the Ripper, but there is no real evidence to support those claims. If there is any silver lining to the heinous series of murders committed by Amelia Dyer, it's that after her death, adoption laws became much more strict and police were given the power to go into suspected baby farms and apprehend those who are guilty. A little limerick was made shortly after her death and it reads as follows. The old baby farmer, the wretched Miss Dyer, at the old bailey her wages is paid. In times long ago, we'd have made a big fire and roasted so nicely that wicked old jade. We'll go ahead and end this episode with a small quote by Amelia Dyer. While up on the scaffold before her death, she was asked what she had to say for herself. Her response was simply, I have nothing to say. And that's... Case closed. Thank you very much for listening. I always appreciate you guys spending some time with me, going through these creepy cases of these very strange people. Don't forget to check out all things on Raving Lunatic. We've got Sci-Fi Malady, A Case of the Chills, Cold Case Chase, Cross-Examination, and there should be a new episode of Zodiac Task Force coming out tomorrow when this is airing. So go check all those out. And be sure to come back next time when we will be talking about the Butcher of Plainfield, Ed Gein. <laughs>